0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May third. Rated PG thirteen.
0: Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man.
1: Alright ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, joining me as always, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing brother? Doing good man, Uh, you know we got that worldwide sports talk. Yes sir, we got a lot to cover too, it's going to be fun on a bun, so you ready to get into it? Let's do it brother. I don't know why I said fun on a bun. I don't know why either. But it is too late now, we're on it, here we go. Already (laughs) Already said it bro. Yep, we're going to start off with the NHL standings. (laughs) In the Central Division, we have the Hurricanes leading the division at 36, 12, 8, and 80 points. Panthers are 37, 14, and 5, and 79 points. The Lightning are 36, 17, 3, and 75 points. The Predators are 31, 23, 2, and 64 points. The Stars are 23, 19, 14, and 60 points. The Blackhawks are 24, 25, and 7, and 55 points. The Red Wings are 19, 27, 10, and 48 points. And the Blue Jackets are 18, 26, 12, and 48 points. In the Eastern Division, the Penguins are 37, 16, and 3, and 77 points. The Capitals are 36, 15, and 5, and 77 points. The Bruins are 33, 16, and 7, and 73 points. The Islanders are 32, 17, and 7, and 71 points. The Rangers are 27, 23, and 6, and 60 points and have fired their head coach. The Flyers are 25, 23, and 8, and 58 points. The Devils are 19, 30, and 7, and 45 points. The Sabres are 15, 34, and 7 points, and thir- or 7, and 37 points. Say it right. Dang it. <laughs> In the North Division, the Maple Leafs lead the division still at 35, 13, 7, and 77 points. The Oilers are 35, 18, and 2, and 72 points. The Jets are 29, 3, and 3, and 61 points. The Canadiens are 24, 21, and 11, and 59 points. The Senators, 23, 28, 5, and 51 points. The Flames are 23, 26, and 3, and 49 points. The Canucks are 21, 27, and 3, and 45 points. Out West, the Golden Knights are 40, 14, and 2, and 82 points. The Avalanche are 38, 13, and 4, and 80 points. The Wild are 35, 15, and 5, and 75 points. The Blues are 26, 29, and 61 points. The Coyotes are 24, 26, and 6, and 54 points. The Kings are 21, 27, and 7, and 49 points. The sharks are 21-28 and 7 and 49 points. And my poor lowly little ducks are 17-30 and 9 and 43 points. <laughs> yeah, it's been a rough go for us, duck fans. <laughs> oh well. Maybe one day we'll get back to prominence. Eh, maybe. Maybe. Yep. Alright, soccer time in the EPL, the English Premier League. Manchester City is 25-5 and 4. Five and 80 points. That's threw me off there for a second. Manchester United is 20, 10, and 5, and 70 points. Uh, Leicester, uh, yeah, Leicester is 26, and 10, and 66 points. Chelsea is 18, 10, and 8, and 64 points. West Hampton United is 17, 7, and 11, 58 points. In La Liga, which is the Spanish Premier League, uh, is at uh, Athletic. Atletico Madrid is 24, 8, and 4, and 80 points. Real Madrid is 23, 9, and 4, and 78 points. Barcelona is 23, 7, and 6, and 76 points. Sevilla FC is 23, 5, and 8, and 74 points. And Real Sociedad is 15, 11, and 10, and 56 points. In the Bundesliga, the German league, Bayern Munich is 23, 5, and 4, and 74 points. RB RB Leipzig is 19, 7, and 6, and 64 points vfl Wolf, uh, wolfsburg is 17 9 and 6 and 60 points Borussia russia dortmund uh it's 18 4 and 10 and 58 points uh i frankfurt is 15 12 and 5 and 57 points in the italian series a Internazionale is 27 uh 7 and 2 and 88 points atalanta is 22 9 and 5.5 uh, and 75 points AC Milan is 23, 6 and 7 and 75 points. Napoli is 23, 4 and 9 and 73 points. And Juventus is 21, 9 and 6 and 72 points. And now for the MLS. That's right. We actually have a soccer league in America. Can you believe it? I couldn't either. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why not? We like to do things that are unconventional here in the United States. So let's talk about it. In the Eastern Conference, CF Montreal is 2, 2 and 1 and 8 points. New England is 2, 2, and 1, and also 8 points. New York City uh, Football Club is 2, 1, and 1, and 7 points. The New York Red Bulls are 2, 0, 2, and 6. And Orlando City Soccer Club is 1, 3, 0, and 6. And out west, the Seattle Sounders are 4, 1, and 0, and 13 points. San Jose Earthquakes are 3, 0, and 2, and 9 points. The LA Galaxy are 3, 0, and 1, and 9 points. Houston Dynamo FC is 2, 0, and 1, and 8 points. In Vancouver, Whitecaps are two zero and 2 in 7 points. Interesting, interesting. Yes, sir. A little early in the MLS season, but the, uh, the Sounders are looking hot out there in Seattle. Oh, yes. Time to talk some UFC rankings and champions. Are you ready? Let's do it, bro. All right. UFC rankings starting with the men's pound for pound. Number one is Kamaru Usman at eighteen and one. Number two, he unseated John Bones Jones at twenty six and one. Number three is Israel Adesanya at twenty and one. Number four, Francis Naganu at sixteen and three. And number five, uh, Delson Figur- Figurito. Figurito. <laughs> Figurito. Sure, at twenty one and one.
0: Maybe we need to look up this name, and uh, that way we don't butcher it next time.
1: Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Okay. Women's pound for pound rankings. Here we go. Rank number one, Amanda <laughs> Nunez at twenty and four. <laughs> number two is Valentina Shevchenko at twenty-one and three. Shevchenko. Sure. Number three, Rose Namahunas at ten and four. Number four, Vili Zhang at twenty one and two. Number five, Joanna, your cousin, Jezrezek. <laughs> Sixteen and four. Jedzerich. Jezrechek. Champions, here we go. <laughs> Men's side: the heavyweight champion is Francis Naganu at sixteen and three. The light heavyweight champion is Young Blakovich at twenty-eight and eight. Middleweight champion is Israel Adesanya at twenty and one. And then welterweight champion is Kamaru Usman at eighteen and one. On the women's side, the featherweight and bantamweight champion is Amanda Nunez at twenty and four. Flyweight is Valentina Shevchenko. J- uh, at 21 and 3 in the straw, women's champion is Rose Namahunis, 10 and 4. Moving on to the boxing. Boxing time, boxing time. Right. Let's do it. I'm ready to knock you out, man. You're yo Adrian. the yo Adrian. I did it. I must break you. Go for it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Pound for pound boxing rankings. Number 1, Terence Crawford at 37 and 0. Number 2, Canelo Alvarez 55 and 1 and 2. Number 3, Naoya Naoya new 20 and 0. Number 4, Earl Spence Jr. 27 and 0. Number 5 is Teofimo Lopez Jr. at 16 and 0. Number 6, Tyson Fury at 30 0 and 1. Number 7 is Alexander Usyk at 18 and 0. Number 8 is Vasili, uh, Lomachenko at 14 and 2. Number 9 is Juan Francisco Estrada, 42 and 3. Juan Francisco Estrada. My name is Juan Francisco Estrada, and you murdered my father. Prepare to die. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Number 10 is Oscar Valdez at 29 and 0. The champions in the heavyweight division, the WBFO, sorry, the WBFO, the WBO, IBF, and WBA champion is Anthony Joshua. The WBC champion is Tyson Fury. In the cruiserweight division, WBO Lawrence O'Keeley or Oakley, sorry, at 16 and 0. IBF is Maris Bredis at 27 and 1. WBA is Arson Golmarian at 26 and 0, and the WBC is Ilguna Makabu at 28 and 2. In the light heavyweight Division WBO is Joe Smith Jr. at 27 and 3. IBF and WBC champion is Archer Betterbeef at 16 and 0, and WBA is Dimitri Bivol at 18 and 0. In the super middleweight, uh, Canelo Alvarez is the WBO, WBA, and WBC title holder, and IBF title holder is Caleb Plant at 21 and 0, and of course Canelo Alvarez is 55 1 and 2, as we mentioned earlier. There you go. go. Moving on to golf rankings.
0: Let's do it.
1: Starting with the women's side of the women's world golf rankings. Brought to you by, brought to you by Rolex. Really? Yeah, it's on. It's on. Brought to you by Rolex. It's amazing. I kind (laughs) of want one though. A Rolex would be nice, but it would be nice. I'm very happy though with my current watch. Thank you, pops. Invicta. I forgot the (laughs) name. I was waiting to see. I'm waiting to see, dude. My Invicta. I'm (laughs) very happy with my Invicta. Though I've seen some cool ones that I want to get too. Anyways, moving on. Here we go. Women's World Ranking of Golf. Nothing wrong with a good watch. That's right. Number one, Jin Young-Ko, Korea. Number two, NB Park, Korea. Number three, C. Young-Kim, Korea. Number four, Nelly USA. And why are you giggling at me? (laughs) Because you were
0: trying so hard to say those names, right? Then you said
1: no, kind of
0: funky. And I
1: went, (laughs) Okay. Brooke M. Henderson, Canada. Number six, Danielle Kang, USA. Number seven, Haiju Kim, Korea. Number eight, Lydia Ko, New Zealand. Number nine, Lexi Thompson from the United States. And number ten, Nasa Haratoka, Japan. Haratoka. Japan. In the men's world golf rankings, number one still Dustin Johnson, United States. Number two Justin Thomas, United States. Number three John Rahm, Spain. Number four Bryson DeChambeau, USA. Number five Xander Schauffele, USA. Number six Colin Morikawa, USA. Number seven and making it to the number seven spot, Rory McIlroy, England. Number eight Patrick Reed, USA. Number nine Terrell Hatton, England, and number ten Webb Simpson, baby, USA. Time for the FedEx Cup standings. Are you ready, sir?
0: Let's do this.
1: Let's get to it. Number one in the FedEx Cup standings, Bryson DeChambeau, at sixteen fifty four points. Now, it just sounds so cool, doesn't it? He's he's got a pretty cool name, yeah, Bryson DeChambeau. All yeah, right. Though so he still looks like he should be playing linebacker in the NFL or knocking someone out in the boxing ring. What just was that? saying. Or in the UFC ring, dude. Or that too. Yeah. Big dude. Anyways, number two in the FedEx Cup standings Justin Thomas at 1634 points. Uh, Victor Hovland is 1,593 points in third place. Xander Shafeli is fourth with 1,423 points. Cameron Smith, 1,381 points, is fifth. Sixth is Stuart Sinks with 1,364 points. Seventh, Patrick Cantley. 1,313 points. Number eight, Jordan Spieth, 1,250 points. Number nine, Hideki Matsuyama, 1,244 points. And number 10, Justin Johnson, or Dustin Johnson, sorry, 1,203 points. Look at that. The standings in the FedEx Cup finally have the points right. (laughs) Remember last time we talked about them, they were a little scrambled. They
0: were weird, dude. Uh, I'm like, what
1: the heck is going on here? They finally fixed the system. It makes sense now. (laughs) All right, sir. Let's get into some news. Are they listening? No. (laughs) Do, 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 (laughs) do. All right. ESPN finally paying attention to us. Oh. (gasps) We wish. All right. You ready for some notes and news? Let's do it. All right, sir. I've been waiting to say this for a long time. Release the Kraken. Yes, baby. The NHL's new expansion team, the Seattle Kraken, has officially become part of the league when they paid their expansion payment on April 30th. $650. $50 $50 million. Dollars. Even Dr. Evil would be quite satisfied with that. Ooh. <laughs> and recently, it has signed its first player onto its roster as the team signed Luke Henman, a 21-year-old center. The team can sign players, make trades, and attend meetings and vote on any league business. They are scheduled to have the expansion draft on July 21st, one month exactly after your birthday, and can select one player from every team, except for the biggest Golden Knights, since their franchise is still too young. But due to that infancy for the Golden Knights, though, they will not get any of the expansion money that Seattle paid. The next thing for the Kraken will be hiring its first head coach. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the Kraken.
0: This is interesting, brother, and it brings another sport to Seattle. Mm -hmm. So it's way cool,
1: dude. Yes, sir. Uh, It doesn't bring back
0: the supersonics, but, you know. Well,
1: you that want a wrong sport. Well duh! but still,
0: I want the Supersonics back, baby. We all
1: want the Supersonics back, bro. It's G- like, what the hell? Yeah, unfortunately, we'll talk about this on Sunday, but uh, Alex Smith's, or not Alex Smith, Alex Rodriguez's ownership group did by the Timberwolves, but part of their agreement is they can't move the Timberwolves out of Minnesota. I was like, but you mean we could have had the Supersonics if you would have just stared the hell out of it? <laughs> Right? But anyways, I digress. But I'm looking forward to it. It's actually going to be nice to see the NHL is going to have 32 teams and basically match the NFL in teams per location. So it's going to be definitely interesting to see what happens there with them and see if they can capture the same success success the Golden Knights had their first season as a team. All right, so next up we got some big MMA news. As Anderson the spider Silva, announces that his MMA career may be over. He recently was released by the UFC and said that he knew that his fight with Uri- Uriah Hall would be his last contest in the sport. Silver 46 still plans to partake in combat sports as he does have a boxing fight booked against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. June 19th in Guadalajara, Mexico. He was even quoted as saying his next challenge could be jiu-jitsu. Silva was one of the top MMA competitors and helped raise USA to the heights that some thought were unreachable. It'll be interesting to see what the man that what the man will do next with his career. So Cooper, your thoughts on the Spider retiring from MMA?
0: I mean, you know, he he is on the back half of his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done a lot for the sport. He's great. We, I mean, I I love him, man. He, he can kick ass in that in that uh, cage. So
1: you know what mm-hmm. I mean. He's he was very talented, a very talented fighter. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see oh, yeah. if maybe he gets that bug that maybe he just stay, stays into the squared circle with boxing.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool to see because, uh, you know, we we always need some uh, big some names good in boxing. boxing so.
1: Yeah, and, and a big name like uh, Silva Silver would uh, really help the sport to, along too.
0: -hmm.
1: Speaking of boxing, Canelo Alvarez won the unification bout versus Billy Joe Saunders with a TKO in the eighth round in front of a record crowd at AT AT&T Stadium this past Saturday. The fight was officially waved off in between rounds eight and nine as the damage done by Alvarez to Saunders caused the latter's eye to swell shut, and it was called while he was still sitting on his stool. The record crowd was 73,126 at the home of the Dallas Cowboys beating the previous record for an indoor attendance in the United States for a boxing event of 63,350 for the Muhammad Ali Leon Spinks rematch in 1978. So Cooper, your thoughts.
0: I wouldn't say that, that this match anywhere compares to Muhammad Ali and uh, you know, uh Leon Spinks rematch, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying here is You know, we finally got a chance to have fans
1: back, so you know they're going to pack that thing to the gills, dude. Yeah, they were definitely going to pack that thing once they were giving the clearance in the state of Texas to be able to attend big events like this. Um, It's also considered, probably noted as the biggest gathering in the United States since the pandemic. Um, But to see such a hype... Over a boxing event, it's kind of nice to see in the simple fact. Because Canal Alvarez is a really great champion that we have currently going. You know, as we talked about, he's fifty-five and one and two, uh, so he's got a great career um, still to go for him. And it'll be interesting to see where he lands on the ethos of the boxing um, world. Devlin, it, it
0: seems like it was a good match, dude. TKO. I mean, you mm-hmm. couldn't ask for much more than that. So. Right, I mean, and it went went eight nine rounds. I mean, yeah. come on, now that's yeah, still a really good mountain. Um, I mean, I I like I like a good good fight like that that goes deep into the rounds, man, because that means they're that means they're laying it in on each other. So, and, it, and that's one thing I love about boxing is it is more like a chess game. You know, the more you can beat on the guy, mm-hmm. and the more you can win them, win them. You know. Rounds,
1: mm-hmm. the
0: better off you are. But a TKO, man. Right, technical knockouts. It, it, always it blows
1: it out the water. So there you go. That's what I always like when we played that boxing game earlier on the PS2. I'd always try to go for a TKO. It's like, come on, man! I just want to get you down three times in a round. That way, it's over. He's <laughs> right. like, he's tired of boxing. <laughs> like watching my guy get tired. I'm like, knock him out,
0: man! <laughs> they really need to come out, come back with a boxing game or something. I like the I like the UFC games don't get me wrong, but they're just too there's too much crap with it like there's so much like to the grappling and all sorts of stuff I'm just like dude give me a boxing game please <laughs> I mean it was intricate with the boxing too but
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean it was it was simpler I think.
1: Yeah. Then again, this is the same guy who loves his wrestling games that are very intricate as well. When it comes to grappling and pinning and trying to do some submissions. Oh well, yeah. And, and then you get more because then you have to climb ladders, climb up a top even care rope. I do the and,
0: submissions in, the, in wrestling anymore because
1: like, you have to sit there and, uh, yeah, and like I'm, you gotta like kill your finger or freaking go kill their controller. One of the two. Yeah. Either my finger breaks or this controller does. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, one more little bit of tidbit from on um, the boxing world. The boxing match that was announced DOA just a few weeks prior was announced ready and set May 11th. The fight, of course, is the Fury-Joshua fight, which will take place in August and be fought in Saudi Arabia. Top ring promoter Bob Arum was the one who had said the fight was dead in the water. This was reported on April 29th about the fight not happening. So, Cooper, all of a sudden we had a fight that was supposed to be happening, dead on arrival, basically, and now all of a sudden... We have the match. Hey, man, that's
0: sometimes how it goes. Uh, they came to an agreement. The match back on. Mm-hmm. Put them gloves up, dude. Get ready, to, get ready to go, you know what I'm saying? So
1: Yeah, it just seems weird, though. It's like, why would you get ahead of it Try to say that something's dead like that? I mean, you don't have to be so... That seems like a so negative... So blunt
0: negative, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's like, well, this has, like, no chance. Because when you say dead in the water, it's just like, well, so it doesn't even have a chance... That's what it sounds like, and you're like, uh, "Well, yeah, basically." And then two weeks later, oh, we got the match going. It's like, wasn't this match dead? Well, I don't know. But I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to like put it out there
0: like that, and maybe get surprise it everybody, give them a little bit of a pop.
1: All that, or get the get the minor details that were holding it up like done a little bit better and get it yeah. going. A push for it, anyways. Uh, we're gonna move on to some golf. Let's do it. Speaking of golf, we're going to talk about Rory McIlroy. That's right. He finally ended his long, winless drought. Going for 18 months without a PGA Tour win, McIlroy finally gets a win at the Wells Fargo Championship by one stroke. This victory does a lot for McIlroy as he now enters the uh, top 10 in the world standings and also a psychological relief that can be a hindrance, especially in a sport that has a high mental component in it. Though, a little side note, Deschambeau had a bit of a mix-up when it came to the cut before the weekend, in which he thought he had actually missed the cut, but in fact made the cut and had to rush back to the golf course. He would finish tied for ninth in the event. Oh, Lord. I mean, Cooper, your thoughts on Rory McIlroy finally ending this long hey, drought? Man,
0: this has got to be good for him, dude, because I'm telling you, it has got to be a, like you said in the notes, a mental strain on you i mean going
1: that long 18 months without a win yeah so you're basically looking at 2019 as your last time you won a map a, a pga event i mean I,
0: I understand playing golf for the fun of it or even getting paid but to not to not win in a tournament is just
1: well, especially when you, and to go that long is like oh and when you're considered one of the top golfers in the world yeah you know, it's one thing if we're just talking about, hey, you're one of the top players in like the United States, in this sport. You know, when it just comes like football, for instance. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about a event, uh, a sport that's worldwide known and partaked in, and you're considered in the top echelon of the world in the sport, and you haven't won in 18 months. That just starts. That sucks making
0: you you wonder, too, like, is it time to hang it up? Yeah, and which sucks because he's
1: very young, too. So it's not like he's got to move on to the uh, Champions Tour.
0: Now that he's got this done and out of the way, Mm -hmm.
1: maybe we'll see some more wins by him. Absolutely, man. I think we will. I think this might be the victory that Rory needs to get to get his career back on track. All right. A little bit of sad news from Kentucky. As Medina Spirit's win at the Derby has taken a huge hit when it was announced last week that the horse failed a drug test for topical for a topical steroid. This also resulted in trainer Bob Baffert being suspended by Churchill Downs from partaking in events for the time being. Baffert, however, denied vehemently that the horse was getting in, that the horse got an injection for a topical steroid. The next day, however, Bob Baffert was singing a different tune when he was quoted as saying. That they missed an ingredient in an antifungal cream that was used on the horse that may have led to the failed test. However, despite all this, Medina Spirit will still compete at the Preakness this weekend from the third spot. So, Cooper, your thoughts on this uh, interesting roller coaster of a week for Medina Spirit? Um, this is this is deep waters, dude.
0: Uh, you know, it could be something as simple as that. Um, mixed up ingredient or he really did juice the horse i don't know dude right. um you know we, we hear about this with athletes all
1: the time but horses yeah well i mean unfortunately with the horse they can't determine what goes in their body or not they're taken care of by people yeah so it's not like the horse can go oh wait is that got steroided. yeah go mm-hmm. ahead slather me up with that right or inject me in it right here on this side Right. You know, they can't sit there and go, hey, yeah, or to go, no, don't please. The
0: only me. bad thing about that is, too, mm-hmm. if it is proven that, you know, that's that's really what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Can they go after him for, like, animal abuse?
1: Yeah, I believe I they mean,
0: can. And he, he'd be facing
1: jail time. Yeah, and I, honestly, I'm surprised PETA hasn't really ever stepped in about horse racing, honestly, because it seems like, you know. There's some aspects of horse racing where I kind of have a hard time thinking. Like, yeah. you put a horse through a lot. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to win the uh, the uh, Triple Crown when it comes to it's the Derby, like, the man, Freakness, and then Belmont. And horses,
0: man, they're a whole other majestic
1: animal, dude.
0: They just, mm. you know, they're very smart and they're very just willing to please their owners. But, I mean, some of these horses, they get treated like, like, just say it just like, shit, they get treated like shit, dude. They do.
1: And quickly we'll end up in a dog food factory or glue factory. So, yeah. Unfortunately. All right, man, so uh, we're going to move on from that. And final note from the day, or from this week in sports news, this does encompass even though technically it does have a little bit of a football feel to it. But NCAA president Mark Emmert has told the New York Times that he has told others at the headquarters to come up with an NIL rule that will be an all-encompassing for student-athletes and for colleges to follow. The NIL rule, of course, is the name, image, and likeness uh, law that's also been put into by five states currently, and more to come. He wants the rule in place prior to July 1st, when those five states will have their NIL laws going into effect. The NCAA is trying to make a last-ditch effort to stay relevant and in power. If the NCAA kept dragging its feet, it was likely possible that that the Power Five Conference's the SEC, ACC, Pac-12, Big Ten, and Big 12 would probably separate themselves from the NCAA, and even try to get the other five conferences to come with them and start their own organization. So, Cooper, your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, man. Um, they had to figure something out here, dude, or the NCAA was, was gonna was gonna take a downfall here. So, you know, um, I know you and I both want to see like they the call the college games to come back. And I think a lot of this has a lot to do with that. This will help college schools gain revenue for for these from these games and help these these students maybe with, with insurance and other things. I mean I don't think it's it's really a bad idea but the NCAA wants to wants to Keep control over something that it's like, dude, come on, get these guys set up. And not only that, make it a teaching thing. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you know, we're going to teach you how to manage your money before you go here to the NFL or the NBA or wherever it is you're going to go. We're going to teach you how to manage this money and... Make it work.
1: Yeah. Or even learn how to manage your money with whatever career path you end up going that's not sports related. Then there's that. Yeah. You know, whatever field that they're interested in and going through to actual college for. Yeah. The NCAA, like I said, this is a last ditch effort because they are becoming irrelevant and it's becoming very obvious. Um, I think that. That Right now, the Power 5 schools are probably still trying to figure out how they can actually get away with breaking away from the NCAA yeah. because the NCAA probably already has some bylaws in place in their constitution that the, all the colleges agreed to that may say something about it. But with how powerful, even just the SEC by itself, is powerful enough to probably take on the NCAA. But you get all five power conferences, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC – the NCAA has no chance if they leave. Yeah. No chance of keeping control. That... They would just basically be the NCAA Division II and below because they will have no control over yeah. those five schools and probably the other five conferences. It's just just not possible with the way things are going. Um, it's just... It's so frustrating and head-scratching that, mm-hmm. that
0: you know... We're dealing with this when it's like, just, just make it happen, dude. Yeah. Make it freaking happen. We're in 2021, where you know, these these kids, these you know, young adults need to be taught how to manage their money and how to do things, and yeah. and, and this will really do that. And I think if the Power Five does decide to break away from NCAA. You're right, they have no chance.
1: Yeah, the NTA will have no chance. And well, not only that, it's just the fact that you're exploiting 18 to 22-year-olds, sometimes even more because you have the athlete to go on missions for church reasons. You have the athlete to go into the military and come back to school. You also have the, the student-athlete who started out as high school baseball stars, went to the minors for a few years weren't going to get called up, realize that changed their career, go back to school and took up a scholarship opportunity to play football. You know, like Brandon Ween did for at Oklahoma state for just an example. I just threw that out there. Cause I remember his right off the top of my head, but you're exploiting these kids, young adults out and you're getting financial gains on top of financial gains on top of financial gains, not just in basketball men's I mean, not just in football, but men's basketball, women's basketball now is getting up there in popularity. Yeah. Um, you still have the track and field that goes up in the qualifyings and all that that happens at the University of Oregon. You got so many things that are just, and you're just sitting there looking at it. And you got um, the College World Series, which we didn't have this past year, of course, because of the pandemic. We're hoping to have this year, but it's not looking like a. Well, it looks like a possibility so far. And hopefully it will still be a possibility. But, you know, baseball, college baseball is moving up. College so- Women's softball is moving up. Soccer is going to start becoming more and more the more you push to uh, popularize it. And, you're, like I said, you're exploiting them for millions of dollars. Not actually, Now it's getting to the point where it's billions of dollars, not just millions. When it was just millions, it was like, well, okay, you're just kind of making... Money, But it's all going back to the school. It's helping the schools get better equipment to help better protect the players. Well, now these schools are generating, for their sports, billions of dollars. And the schools are only getting millions of it. Well, the NCAA is controlling almost billions of it. And these kids are seeing billions of dollars being generated by them and not seeing a penny of it. And then if they get hurt, they're screwed. Yeah, and that they're hurt, they're they're done. So, so yeah, so I, this is going to have to change. I'm happy for the five states that have already done the, NIA, the NIL laws. Congress, if they'd stop fighting with each other over this stupid whole bullcrap that they've been fighting each other about and actually concentrated on the NIL law for a federal level, I mean, that's why the NCAA has to do this. If they... If they didn't, like you said, it'd be over. And I still don't think even with a all-encompassing rule for them, because you've still got to make it where it matches somewhat with how the states have their setup already and what the possibility of a federal law could end up being. Because if you don't, that still gives the Power 5 that opportunity to put their foot through that door and just fucking kick it off the hinges. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting
0: definitely going to be interesting.
1: the next five to ten years for college athletes or it's going for the student athlete it's going to uh, be I, very i definitely intriguing. hope it i hope it changes for them in a good way yes it definitely sure. needs to um because you still have you have a lot of big time schools even i know it's a lot of people who are like well what about the little schools there's a thing called revenue sharing <laughs> you can do that if you do it right there's a way around everything to make it a little bit more competitively balanced which is why i still believe is you know uh, eight super conferences would still be the best way to go for everybody because you know that would actually help balance out a lot of things that way but you know that's just me yeah. we won't go into that otherwise we'd yeah, be here, for, we'll another be here for another 30 minutes so uh yeah so that does it for this episode Be sure to tune in. Of course, Saturday we preview Backlash. Yes, Backlash. Can't wait for this, dude. Yes, sir. And uh, got a little fun tidbit that I'm going to share with that on Saturday, too, about the betting odds at Backlash and who actually is a favorite. interesting. Yes. So I have that little information that I'm looking forward to sharing. And, of course, Saturday is baseball basketball talk. This is the final... Final Sunday. week. Huh? Sunday. Did I say Saturday again? Yes, you did. My bad. Sunday is baseball basketball talk. <laughs> this is the final week of the regular season for the NBA. Sunday will be the final day of the regular season. Uh, the play-in games, I guess you would say, not really a tournament, starts next week. So we'll talk about that and how the Lakers... Are hopefully not in the play-in games. Hopefully we make it back up to six at least. Um, and then hopefully we talk about the return of LeBron James, uh, finally. Mm, keeps missing games. Killing me smalls. He's killing me. What I don't get it. he's sitting there
0: on the sidelines, playing around, acting like a dork. Uh, I mean... Hopping around on
1: his bad ankle. Get on the court and hop around. Yeah. Dingus. Anyways. And then of course, we're gonna talk about some baseball. Then, of course, Tuesday we talk about some more draft grades with the NFL, NASCAR talk, of course, and you know we just keep riding it out, man.
0: Yeah,
1: well, we got some, we got some big things
0: might be happening here with NASCAR. So, yep. you guys, you guys, pay attention, please. Yes, sir. And of course, we're getting closer to our hundredth episode
1: with Age of Radio. Yes,
0: and we have some surprises coming for that too. So. uh.
1: Be on Stay the tuned. Pay attention to our social medias: TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We have a new profile photo for each. Check them out because it's got some information regarding of what's going on there. So, yeah, it's gonna be interesting, dude. Yes, sir. Can't wait for our hundredth episode. It's it getting fun, dude. I can't wait. We are officially on a ten day count from our hundredth episode. I'm looking forward to it. As long as we stay on schedule, we're
0: going live, baby! Live, loving our
1: lives. All right, man. Got anything else to add? I'm good to go, brother. All right, so that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep Keep on on talking talking sports. sports.